Welcome to the Psychedelic Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Sunfire Sound. Because this is a brand new show, so we can get to know each other a little bit, I figured I would start this off with why I love, respect, and appreciate psychedelics so much, how they've had such a profound impact on my life, and tell you about my first experience. So when I was 18, there's a little bit of a backstory here. My sister and I went on a road trip down to Florida. It was a really long road trip. We went all the way from the top of Florida to the bottom. We started off in South Carolina. And by the time we made it pretty far down in South Florida, my little sister said, we're going skydiving. And neither of us had ever been in a plane before. And she wasn't even 18 yet. And I immediately was like, no, uh-uh, no way, I'm not doing it. And after quite a bit of begging and me saying no, she finally said, if you don't do this with me, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. And I knew she was going to be right. So when we got on the plane, both of us were completely filled with adrenaline. I was freaking scared. She was sitting in front of me, so she was going to jump out first. I wasn't even thinking about our seating arrangements or whatever. I was thinking, holy shit, we're going skydiving. So we're in the plane, and as soon as the plane takes off, I was just amazed that we were in a big, giant thing that was really heavy that was floating. I mean, we were in the air floating. So I'm looking out the window in shock and amazement and awe, and then the door opens up, and I was like, oh my god, we're going to jump out of this plane. So we get up there and all the people that went skydiving like constantly were over to our left. They were all like huddled down. Like, I don't know how to explain it if you've run skydiving, but people do this like all day. They get like passes and they just jump out of planes all day. It's crazy. So they all ran and jump out first. And, and then we start to go. My sister's in front of me and she gets to the doorway and she turns to look at me. And right before she turns to look at me, they fall out of the plane. And I was like, oh my God, you just let your little sister fall out of a plane, right? So I'm, I'm going through all this like mental conundrum of you know what's going on and then I get to the doorway and oh my God, I was just staring down at the earth like, oh my God. And we had gotten too far away from the landing pad so we were told to wait so that the pilot could turn around and we could get closer back to like the base. So I sat there in that doorway for quite a while and got to take it in and like, it was exhilarating. It was like, oh my gosh, it was so, it was quite an experience. And then we jump out, right? And that was the craziest thing I had ever done. I've never felt that kind of emotion, that kind of excitement and adrenaline energy and like heart pounding, like I'm alive, I hope I stay alive kind of feeling. And then, you know, I get down to the earth and uh, my sister runs up and we, we talk about the experience and whatever. And I don't know if it was that night or if it was the next or maybe the following days. But at some point, I started to think that was the most exciting thing that's ever going to happen in my life. And it messed with me. That really that really messed with me. I got quite depressed. I mean, how could anything compete with skydiving? You know, anything that you knew you were going to live in that you were actually doing like for fun, right? Not like, you know, anything scary that could happen in your life, like that kind of adrenaline. So I got kind of depressed. I mean, I got quite depressed. I was like, is this it? So my sister and I never actually left Florida. We decided to move down there and I got a great job, barely working at all while making great money. And we lived on the beach and did pretty much whatever we wanted all the time and every day seemed like a vacation and on top of that I got to travel a lot from the outside it looked like I had a really fun and awesome life with a lot of freedom and I was miserable 
I felt like the world was run by a bunch of criminals, a bunch of greedy, terrible people that only care about themselves. And then I look at the school system and I see how terribly toxic those kind of places are for kids and the cliques and the terrible teachers that make kids feel bad about themselves and like they'll never accomplish anything and all the labeling that gets done on these children. And like, I mean, I just, I'm not gonna go down a rabbit hole here of why I got so depressed, but I'm very empathetic. And because I was making a lot of money and I was, and I was really, you know, I had freedom, I had freedom. And that helped me see the world from a different angle because I, I could see how trapped people were. And and it hurt a lot and it hurt a lot. And I would see the way the system was you know, designed not to teach anybody about personal freedom and about how to make it in life, but how to turn them into a cog in the system to God, keep them to be slaves of the system. So I hated that and I, and I never watched TV because of that. I've never watched the news. I can't stand the constant 24 seven. If it bleeds, it leads propaganda that's put out all the time. So I was miserable, but I did believe in the law of attraction. I, I do believe in the law of attraction very profoundly, very strongly. And I started believing for an unearthly experience. And when I was thinking that, and I was really believing for that, and when I was thinking that, I was thinking that a UFO was gonna come pick me up and I'd be out. I'd be a world traveler on a totally different level. I don't know how much later it was, but I ended up in San Diego and my smartest, healthiest, most positively outstanding friend in the world picked me up at the airport and I got in the car and you know, excitedly we greeted each other and he was like, we're gonna go to Dave's house and smoke DMT. And I was like, what's DMT? And he said, don't worry about it. I couldn't get this kid to smoke weed with me because he, he didn't want it to hurt his lungs. His bookshelf was filled top to bottom with incredible books that he had all read twice. And he had different superfood powders all over in his kitchen cabinets. He had fresh whole co uncut coconuts in his refrigerator so he could have fresh coconut water. I'd never met anyone like him before ever. He was on a different level. And I thought, well, if he'll smoke whatever DMT is, I'll totally do it. So we get to this guy's, we go straight to Dave's house. And I was definitely intimidated. I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but I knew I completely trusted my friend and I knew that he wouldn't do anything to harm me. So Dave was a DJ who had soundproofed off a small corner of his garage to mix and play music as loud as he wanted in the middle of the night and no one could hear him. So the garage door opens up, it's dark in there. I'm like trying to kind of, you know, make my way through this place. And then I see a door open up with a, you know, dimly lit colorful light coming through it. So I'm like making my way over to this, like, you know, dim, dimly lit light. And when I get in there, it was a small room made of like, you know, it had the silver lining on the walls and it was really, really cool and really pretty. And there was a big DJ set up there in the middle. And there was another guy in there that was massive. He literally could play like the Incredible Hulk. Like he was a big muscular dude. And I, you know, again, I totally trusted my friends. So I was like, take a deep breath, chill. It's all good. He introduces himself. Really, really nice guy. He wanted to be there for the experience. Um, even though they didn't have enough for, for them to do it, just me and my friend and only enough for us to do it one hit each and a full DMT trip. You have to hit it three times. So it's a smoke, you breathe it in, you take, breathe it in, hold for 10 seconds, exhale, breathe it in, hold for 10 seconds, exhale, breathe it in, hold it for as long as you can. And then you 
quote unquote blast off is the term that I have heard it used for. And this is how I've been told to take it. Okay, so do your own research obviously, but this is how I did it. And this is how I've done it every time ever since. So this guy sits down in front of me and he goes to light this and he tells me after the smoke starts to come up, I'm gonna tell you when, and then you're going to slowly breathe it in. And then, you know, he told me the process and I was like, okay. I have since learned that DMT, it's the top of the mountain when it comes to psychedelics. I mean, it's the pinnacle. They call it the God molecule and humans don't have a language for it. We can't explain what happens in that world, but I can try. So he lights this and sitting right in front of me and almost immediately after I start breathing it in, I notice his skin starts to turn this deep bronze color and I can see the lines and stuff forming on his face. Like I can, it's like I can see everything on his face, every pore on his face. And the next thing I notice is I see up in the top left corner of my peripheral vision, something that caught my eye and I turned to look up at it and it was this tiny little crack in the wall. And I was like, I can see everything. It was like my vision opened up in a way that is undescribable. I, I, my, I could see crystal clear and with perfect vivid vision. So then I look back at this guy in front of me. I can see literally every line on his face. I look over at the other two guys and they had turned into this deep bronze color as well. And I started to get this feeling that I was in ancient Egypt. And right then the walls turned this deep red color and the floor started to slowly drop out. And then the walls started to expand. It was so real. It was so real. And I look up and like, I don't know if you've ever seen like a border around the top of a, the top of the walls, like right below a ceiling before, but imagine looking like it's your ceiling right below the ceiling on the wall, all along the wall, completely ar around the whole thing. I saw ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs on the wall and they were dancing. I can remember feeling like it was a language almost. Like if I knew what they were doing, if I could understand that I would be one of the most enlightened people alive. The guys they were like, close your eyes, close your eyes, because you see totally different things when you have your eyes open than when you have them closed. So I did, I closed them and I saw the most vibrant and like brilliant, beautiful neon colors and these incredible patterns and shapes and sacred geometry looking stuff everywhere. And the experience was over so quickly and I wasn't ready for it to end. I was like, oh, I wait. I was like, you know, can I have, can I have one more? Like I, it was so fast. I mean, a full DMT trip is 15 to 18 minutes max. It's not a long experience. So me only having one hit, it was like five minutes, maybe. I mean, it was very, very short. So they were like, we were sorry. We told you we don't have any more, but we're working on it. And it's not gonna happen tonight, but we'll get it soon. I left there with the greatest sense of wonder and curiosity and excitement and joy that I had ever had before. I was actually looking forward to the future and learning more about the universe and discovering more magical things that might be out there. I mean, if that existed and I had never even heard of it before, what else could be out there? I mean, even if that was the only thing that I explored for the rest of my life, what was in there? What was that? I honestly felt like that trip saved my life because I felt like I became a completely renewed human being that day with new feelings towards life that I can't even explain. 
And I've done tons of trips since then and I could talk about this forever, but that was my first experience that completely transformed my life. And I wanted to explain that because I want you to know why I'm so passionate about this from a personal standpoint. And outside of a personal standpoint, I've seen what it's done for other people. I've seen the transformations. People that have had significant amounts of trauma just melt away through psychedelic therapy. This is not some kind of like hippie, let's go party kind of thing. This is like a, hey, let's transform our lives kind of thing. Let's open up our minds and our hearts to an entirely new existence that we had no idea was there. That is magical and healing and incredibly deeply profound and moving. And we'll get into that later. I wanted to let you know my first experience though. That was my first experience. I hope that you enjoyed this. If you're listening on YouTube, I would love it if you would leave me a like and if you would subscribe if you haven't, if you'd like to hear some more of these. Because I got, this is my story, right? But I want to go deep into the science behind this, the studies, the, I didn't have like a deep amount of kind of trauma in my life. I had a great childhood. I was very, very lucky and blessed but I was bored. I was, I was, I was depressed. I was like, what are we doing here? What is the purpose of this? And I needed mental stimulation. I needed, I needed something more. I needed to know like that there was more to life than what I could see. And there is so much more to life than all of us can see. And I would love to help open you up to that world. I would love to help open you up to that world. So I'm going to do my best to try. So I hope that you enjoyed this. If you did, please let me know. And that's it for now. To higher consciousness, love, enlightenment, and beyond. Ciao.